Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts, it's time for Couples Therapy! Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, up, up. My name's Andy. And I'm Naomi. And we are cohabitating professional comedians. We're shacked up. And we are shutted together during the end of times. This is the civically mandated quarantine edition of Couples Therapy. We're keeping a respectful distance from our guests and audience and still crossing all the boundaries. Getting into what you don't talk about in polite company. It's just like regular couples therapy with all the funny. 10% more self-hate, 50% more panic eating, and 100% more opinions about chiropractors. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Naomi, that's a new intro. Who does that come to us from? That comes from our dear friend Scott in Middletown, Connecticut. Love it. I think it really taps into who we are. It shows uh, dedicated listenership. And I said, we got to try it out. So that was our first time reading it. I think, you know, we'll just give it another couple tries, but I think there's a lot going on there that works. Yeah, we're going to keep rotating. You know, someone wrote in, by the way, Naomi, they said, I think the reason you're not getting a ton of submissions is because they like the regular. Hi, everyone. My name's Andy. I'm Naomi, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, welcome, and then couples therapy in quarantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what do. it is. Yep. Good comics. <laughs> you found a way to get it in anyway. And great friends. There's something about it that sounds. Great comics and good friends. What is it? I don't want to talk about it. But love romance <laughs> and everything in between. It's it's the tone of it. That gets uh, me. But anyway, this is what thank I thank you to your old mentor, 
New mentor? Still mentor? What would you call uh, Scotty? Can I call him Scotty? I think so. I think Scotty's fun. Yeah, I'd say um, mentor, lifelong friend, dedicated listener. (laughs) Mentor. Different from a minotaur. So hello, everyone. Welcome. Now we're uh, almost full, fully into the middle of October. Woo, baby. Shocktober's more like it. Shocktober. Am I right? This is a good month. A lot of stuff uh, has a OCK in it. So you, it's you a great really rhyming a lot month. Of, yeah, it's a great, great rhyming, rhyming month. month. I see. Great rhyming month. That's fine. We're loopy. We just uh, brushed Mabel's teeth for the first I'm time. I'm like looking at her licking the chicken flavored toothpaste. You guys, I couldn't get in the back molars. How it do you was, do it? I don't get like her mouth is small. Like when I watch the YouTube videos, they made it look so easy, but I can't like lift and get like i can't get past her canines but she likes the toothpaste so that's not the problem i just don't know how to get past them canines i don't know what they be doing them youtube videos to me andy are trifling i'm convinced they drug the dogs in youtube videos because the dogs in youtube (laughs) videos are too compliant (laughs) it's not real here rover come over and have this (laughs) ambient while i just show people how to cut a dog's toenails effortlessly look all of you how how many people on youtube are on drugs that's what these people are doing these days, Naomi. These people, these, these, these people. YouTube teens. <laughs> these, these, these YouTube kids, they get their uh, Ambien and cocaine, they mix it together. Ambien and cocaine? It's called a sleep ball. <laughs> <laughs> but also it just like cancels each other out, so they're just kind of like normal again. I don't know. The upper of cocaine with the downer of Ambien. Girl. You're back to being you again. Fucking I don't know sleep shit ball. about drugs. A sleep ball. What hey. is all this cursing and aggression? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking I don't know shit about drugs. It's like. Jesus, that was a little. That was a little aggressive. You came in so hot. <laughs> I was a little. Uh, I was really playing my gender there. I don't know what was going on. I. Whew, oh my Anger God, I swearing. That is that not? Is is that not masculinity? <laughs> Irony, folks. No, this world is killing you. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt. Did that. not really expect you to go to an Elvis Costello moment. You know what? No one ever does. No one ever does. Great episode today. Who Who is our guest, Naomi, on this auspicious episode? Oh, my God. You've already heard her dulcet tones. We are talking to actor and comedian and author Arden Marine. You know her from the show. She is a wonderful friend. She has performed with Brian Safi, and we just love her to death. You've also maybe seen her on shows like Mad TV, Insatiable, Shameless, or maybe you've heard her podcast about The Bachelor called Will You Accept This Rose? Or right now, special, you can read her book, her memoir, Little Miss Little Compton. Yes, she is from a town called Little Compton, y'all. As you can imagine, the memoir is funny. Full of LOLs. I'm very into it. When we talk about it, you'll hear on the episode, I am not like blowing smoke. It really, it really made me feel good. So you should definitely check that out. I'm going to say not a lot of really great celebrity bios out there. Autobios. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, tell yeah, you. Yeah. Arden's. Barry Sonnenfeld. That's it. Ooh, <laughs> That's where it ends. Good company. I mean, I think both is, you know, you've got these cast of characters. So much specificity. So much wackadoo. And it's well-written and funny. So, of mm. course. Mm. Um, Although, I'll, I'll say this. In Arden's, does she, uh, does she uh, have a uh, bad thing to say about Penny Marshall? Not yet. I haven't totally finished. <laughs> Barry Sonnenfeld doesn't paint her in the best light dragon penny he dragon penny sorry penny up there in heaven jamming out with uh jimmy hendrix 
Jimi Hendrix and Penny Marshall. My God, that's like that's like heaven in Bill and Ted too. <laughs> we recently watched Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and at one point they get to heaven, and it's a real motley crew up there. It <laughs> makes no sense. So uh, anyway, uh, great episode. Love talking to Arden. Uh, by the way, this was anyway, as we are doing in quarantine. This was an advice episode. And you know what, listeners? If you would like to call in, obviously we'll take your DMs. Love your DMs. But we love mostly number one of all your VMs, voicemails, okay? Number one of all, we love when you call. Hit us up. What's that number, baby girl? Uh, 323-524-7839. One of the only three phone numbers I have committed to memory. (laughs) Naomi is my parents. And this. Not and even my parents' cell numbers, just their landline. Landline, naturally. Um, also, you guys, every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, we do a Twitch show. It's me and Andy. It's the pod you love with the host you love. Come join the Couples Therapy Quarantine crew. We are just living. We're laughing. We're loving. We now call it group, if that gives you a sense <laughs> of where we're all at emotionally. And every week, <laughs> I do a bit like... Just last week, I rewrote the dead parrot sketch from uh, Monty Python into, uh, I would say, I would say I made it better. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, you know, come see the popular sketch, the popular bit, Uh old sketch, new take. Right. And then, uh, of course, uh, every week, Naomi hates. You know, I've got something. You know, I always got something. Yeah. So all you have to do is go to twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod 2 p.m. PST every Wednesday. And on election day, we're actually going to be doing a special one as part of Liz Winstead's uh, day of let's distract you while you are standing in line at the polls or distract you from your anxiety. So look out for that. That'll be at what? 1 p.m. PST. Yep. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll put up some promo for that when we have it. But for now, I think that's about it, right, Naomi? Oh, yeah. Let's get to Arden. All right. Roll it. Arden, did you yes. know uh, what uh, inspiration you have been to me? Oh, my God. No. I'm, I'm throwing this out there. I, I could have said this before we started recording, but I no, like I putting... It. I have a problem with compliments. I have a problem <laughs> with giving compliments. I can only I do this. them on recorded media. <laughs> on the when, record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For some I like reason, that. Let's keep. Let's make sure this is official. I feel ashamed for some reason giving compliments. Anyway, great. The point, <laughs> I'll close my eyes. I'll close my eyes. <laughs> but uh, your 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 freedom on stage. Your uh, what's the oh. other word I'm looking for? Comfort, presentness in her body. Yes, uh, is an inspiration to him. Aww. Literally, to yes. as a robot, as a uh, <laughs> as not just a stick up my butt, but many sticks, thirty yeah. sticks, a self conscious, yeah, self conscious sticks. That means a lot to me. I appreciate that. You know, it's so, it's funny how, like, um, the glass is always half full, you know? So, like, or, like, or, like the grass is greener, I guess. So, like, like, I've always envied, I've always envied somebody that can just stand there and bang out a joke. And <laughs> that is not, I am a little cat kitty that got in the shame bo- champagne bottle and kitty wants to play. And, <laughs> and I appreciate you know, I guess I like that. That in my brain, I'm like, you, why can't you stand still like Nikki Glaser and just tell a joke? You know. <laughs> so I, but so I actually appreciate that somebody would look at that and go, that looks fun and free. Like that, that's maybe a special sauce of mine, and that's a good thing. 
Well, as literally as I'm reading the book, I'm telling Andy all these things. I was like, Andy, Arden loved to strip and run around naked as a kid. That's yeah. why she's free in her body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that you know what I mean? Track, like, I was like, it? I was like, I was like, from a very early age, she was like, yeah. let's get loose in the pelvis. Yeah, and I, I had put on enough clothes. Not- I I could not stop stripping as a child. I was, I, I, and it's funny. A few gals that I've who have read it have also said they wanted to be child strippers. That's so wait, sorry. child strippers. Sorry, go it's back. A different, it's different than like the boom boom room and like Sopranos. We're talking like we didn't. I was in such a small town. They didn't. They only played like old movies. So it was more like a burlesque, like a feather fan and a sparkly. Like it was almost like a show. A fancy, girl. a fancy lady. Yeah, like a yeah. like a Gypsy Rose Lee. I wanted to be fancy. Uh-huh. <laughs> just so, uh, just so there's no QAnon freaks listening and <laughs> thinking that this is a we're like a comet ping pong type thing you're talking yeah. about when you were a child you looked up to these burlescos yes <laughs> and wanted to be one yes i looked up to the burlescos and i was like <laughs> i just because i grew up in this town where women would wear corduroy and wool and turtlenecks and like the makeup was chapstick and i just I would see these old, like, Busby Berkeley musicals, and they were the women were so glamorous. They were, like, 1940s musicals. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to move to New York City. I want to be a cigarette girl at the Rainbow Room. <laughs> and they were, like, hot, hot pants, yes. hot pants, and a feather headdress. And, like, I want to shuffle off to Buffalo and, like... <laughs> That was the dream. That was like I want to move into a nineteen, like a black and white penthouse, mm-hmm. and have like a satin robe, and have mm-hmm. like a lover that's my gardener, and like that, you oh. know, just all that. Yeah. Hold on. That is just like to. I don't know about for everyone, but I think there's a lot of people where like you learn one fact about them, yeah. and you're like. Everything makes sense. You have 1940s screwball comedy energy. Yes. yes. That is the Thank energy you. that you have. And I'm like, Thank oh, you. You, yes. you, you have bringing up baby energy. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to be Judy Holiday. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I wanted mm-hmm. to be like, I wanted to, I was a dame. I wanted to be <laughs> like that. And then like, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I want, because they were great parts. Or right. even like the thin man with Nick and Nor. I mean, that's what, that's what I, that was the very dated. They that, they would play like, you know, from decades ago. But as a little kid, you don't know when, when things are made. You're like, that's adulthood. That right. is, I was aiming for that. And then when I got yes. there, I was like, oh, that doesn't exist. Like that, I want to meet Orson Welles it. in a sewer. <laughs> yes, that's exact. I think you can do it. I believe in you, Andy. You can execute this. <laughs> like, okay, so, you know, you grew up famously in Little Compton, Rhode Island. You know, and as I read the book, it sounds idyllic, but my main question for you is, when did you, do you remember when you first met a black person? <laughs> oh, my God, that's such a great question. Because I know they um, weren't in Little Compton. and you, That's you, not like, what mentioned, I expected. <laughs> well, because she like, mentioned, like, oh, I bring my friends. I was like, I ain't going to Little Compton. I am about no. to get killed in actually, Little Compton. Actually, you know what? It's funny. I re- <laughs> I, you actually could go to Little Compton. You could go to Little Compton now. I bet really? back in the day, you could go to Little Compton now. Okay. Because um, um, I had friends whose families were black, and they were like, can we go? And I was like, <laughs> I think so. And then it turned out Little Compton was totally, like, my, my hope, Little Compton was not not the weirdos that they could have been. Okay, um, okay. Okay, let me think. It wasn't it Stars was, Hollow. It wasn't Gilmore Girls. No. It, it's it scrappier. Was, it's a it lobsterman a, town. It's oh, a so lobster it's like Longshoreman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like longshoremen. Yeah, it's lobstermen, it's fishermen, and then working the class. 
salt yeah, of the it's earth. Working, yeah, it's blue, cl- it's blue collar. And then in the summer, rich people come. But I live there year-round. So in the summer, rich people come from, like, New York or Boston. But there's no stores or restaurants. So, like, if you want to be a society <laughs> person, you'd go to, like, a Hamptons or a Nantucket. Literally, uh-huh. we had three restaurants, but two burned to the ground. There's one <laughs> store. It's a general store. There's no four-way intersections because... It was founded in the 1600s, and that's the only place you could serve out, like a tavern. There's only alcohol. So everything's a little off. Like, so that you they, couldn't have a tavern? So like you couldn't sell alcohol. So you, you, so couldn't, you, have couldn't, have, you couldn't have a tavern. So, wait, wait, um, hold on. In the 1600s? Sorry. <laughs> the town was founded I, in the 1600s. It was founded right. before the country was founded. Right. It's like, like Plymouth Rock. It's like a Plymouth Rock situation. Oh so it's, it's, it was founded by like the freaks that got kicked out of other countries. Yeah, for sure. That's what I think about America. I'm like, why is America, why is everything so fucked up? I'm like, oh, right. It was founded. I mean. (laughs) So many things. Yes. But. There's a lot of reasons. But like the settler, the colonial settler people that came over to like murder uh, (laughs) were the shitheads that got kicked out of every other country because they didn't want them in England or wherever. Because they're like, these people are too fucking crazy for England. Get them the fuck across the yeah. across the right. pond. Well, right. Little Compton was a town in England. There is a Little Compton, England. Oh my god! So I believe that whoever got kicked out of Little Compton, right. England, the yeah. fuck the the whack job that like whatever they did over there <laughs> got thrown on a boat, came over, and they're like, now we got another Little Compton in the 1600s, and that's and it, it looks exactly the same. Wow. Also, I want to say that like the. Uh, Settler colonial people that came over here had the same um, weird psychological energy that I had as a kid when I moved houses. My parents, when I was 14, we moved houses and I made my room in the new house look exactly the same. (laughs) The furniture was in the same place. I I said, I have to have the same rug. Oh, God. The shades have to be the same. I love that's weird. (laughs) <laughs> I had the choice. I could have done anything. I could have like changed the right. layout of the room, how the posters. Far, how far did you move? Was this like a one block situation? <laughs> this isn't like town to town. Is this like a new school zone? Same Five minutes zone? away. Five minutes same away. Same school zone. Same kids. <laughs> you just didn't feel safe in the new house. I, you know what? Every you couldn't compliment me without me closing my eyes on a Zoom call. And I respect. I know that about you. And now I know <laughs> he likes his bumper laying in the yep. it, when he's going bowling. He he needs to know where he's driving in advance, what yes. the turns are. Yes. And mm-hmm. I understand that, and I want him to feel safe. And I don't. <laughs> so I'll tell you everything I'm going to say, but I'll do I'll do the entire podcast beforehand. I'll rehearse it to answer your initial question. Yes. I believe, like looking back, there was oh god, there was it was very white. Obviously, the main it's it's white. There's a, a lot of Portuguese. A lot of the Portuguese. Um, a lot of the fishermen are Portuguese. Like, that's the main part of the town is, like, Portuguese and Italian. Mm-hmm. And then but and then there was, like, two kids that were adopted from Korea um, that I always felt badly for. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like, at least they were, like, brother and sister. Like, but I always, like, at least they had siblings. But I always felt badly that, like, you know, it was, like, so exciting. And then I'm going to say fifth grade I switched schools. And I that was probably my first known black friend, Lyle Oh, well, that's early. Fifth grade's early. I thought it wasn't going to be until you got to, like, Chicago. 
No, <laughs> no. Wasn't but be it wasn't. Fun. There wasn't like crowds of people. Poor Lyle. <laughs> it's Lyle was solo for a while, and then in like eighth grade, um, another gentleman arrived, and mm-hmm. then in high school there was a few. Like it was just. It was not the most diverse. I'm not going right. to lie to you and try to make no, myself seem cooler than uh, no, I, no, I no, am. No, no, no. I'm just proud of you for getting out. <laughs> well, I, you yeah. don't have to ever feel bad. I'm like, tell, I just like I'm obsessed with it because it's yeah. such a. It's like a distinctly white experience to be able to live in a space where everyone looks like you yes you know what i mean like yeah. in the beginning that's so I'm part very of the like, invisible knapsack invisible knapsack that's part of the invisible knapsack you and can so be I'm in space you can be in white spaces if you choose exactly so i'm very like oh like you yeah. would you, the fact is i can ask you that question and you probably would have an answer because yeah there is a delineation and so i just find it very um interesting because i was a city kid so i'm always like very I, to me, it sounds idyllic, and I kind of romanticize like a small yeah. town. But you I also the right one. Don't, yeah, yeah, you have to pick the right one. I keep I know telling I've Naomi seen... that we're you know we're here we're like uh, basically Los Feliz, and and she like oh what if we like move to like Studio City? I'm like Naomi, we are on the edge of what of the suburban experience that you would accept. That's right. True. No, I get that. <laughs> I I will tell you this. Look. I don't know. Maybe Little Compton would be weird. I'll tell you this. I brought <laughs> I brought Brian Safi there last year. We love friend of the show. Love Brian Safi, <laughs> and he had he had on like little short shorts, and he goes he had on a wham a wham shirt, and he goes. Yeah. So we arrived. The coffee shop is in this tiny barn in an apple orchard, and he goes, "Can oh. I?" He goes, "I probably shouldn't." I was like, and I honestly, I was like, Brian, nobody cares. Like nobody, mm-hmm. and like truly, nobody. Do I, nobody cares. Like, I think... Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I don't... Nobody seemed to bat an eye at Brian in a Wham shirt and short mm-hmm. shorts. And yet, who knows? Who knows about, like, the older salty dogs? Like, who knows what the older... <laughs> I can't dogs. vouch for the older salty dogs, but <laughs> I think it's mostly, like, everybody kind of... There's no mayor. No mm-hmm. one's in charge. There's, like, everybody... Wait, what? <laughs> it's very lawless. It's very no lawless. In Nobody's in charge. But I think it's just, like, if you kind of leave each other alone and you get to go <laughs> home and drink at 5 o'clock, I, it's very live and let live. You might... You might enjoy a weekend there, but you might not. You might be like, Arden, yeah. get you you misjudged, you overestimated <laughs> everybody's chill power. This is way too white. Get me out of here. And I, I, you would not be mistaken if that's how you thought. Naomi, when we, uh, four years ago, we uh, went to a bed and breakfast. Well, this is when we lived in New York. We went down to New Hope, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm assuming that Little Com- Lil Compton. Lil. Yeah. Lil. Lil. Lil Compton. The, little, the littlest of Compton. <laughs> is it so- I think I think is in some way like a New Hope from the, the description you guys But with even less of a Main Street. There's New Hope, Main Street. there was like some But action. I'm saying, would but you, yes, enjoy, energy, would you enjoy living in New Hope? Living there, no, but visiting, yes. Great. Right? So like that is pretty the, as again. hell. People yeah. keep asking me, like, oh, is it like Schitt's Creek? And I'm like, kind of, but Schitt's Creek is big enough to have a motel. Like, Schitt's Creek <laughs> has a block. There's yeah. a block in Schitt's Creek. So it's kind of bigger, you know? Yeah. Schitt's Creek <laughs> might be kind of bigger. There's so more land here. It's more. It looks like Ireland. Okay. Wait, I want to go back it's to the 1600s for a second. <laughs> yes, sir. Please. Because the... So there was a law that if there was a crossroads, you could yeah. build a tavern. And yeah. no one wanted a tavern? I think that whoever got kicked out of England, whoever got kicked they out of England. They were sober. They were now sober. They, they were starting they fresh. They were teetotalers. They were teetotalers. Yeah. They were early adapters of the big book, and they were like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and uh, so there's literally, there's that's why there's no stoplights. Like, it's just, 
you know, and yet it's such a funny town. Like, it was also the site of the third largest drug bust in the history of the United States in the 80s there. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Just, Andy, you got to read it. You got to so read it. It's many all characters. in the book, you guys. It's in the, so many characters. It's, liter- it's, it's so crazy that this t- we had no police, we had no police, like, building there was no office there was no they used to tie criminals to chairs and stuff and then um and then it was like the site of like the third largest drug bust in the history of the united states which is in the book and so then they got at the time there was like a drug forfeiture forfeiture law where you got a percentage of the street value of the drugs which i thought was i was like Andy, I was like, ugh, the police, abolish the police. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Mean, I was like, this is, so then they got all this money, but there is essentially, there's no crime. Like nobody, we didn't even own a key to my house. And so the cops then armed themselves of with, course. right? Right? So they have like, na- they have like, they have like night vision goggles <laughs> and they had like, they, they, they got, there was like a T-top car that they seized, like, you know, I don't know, like a Firebird or a Camaro or whatever. So that became like a cop car. They got like a yacht that was part of the drug trafficking. Can you imagine? So they got all this stuff and they built this elaborate center, but there's, <laughs> now you have to drive under the speed limit. You can't go yeah, a mile over. Because they're really ready. They need something to they're do ready. with they, all their ready. toys. They've got their <laughs> no. toys. They have I their toys and they're the ready. <laughs> I'm scared of what they... Yes. I'm afraid of them reading. I feel like I've poked the honey hive with them <laughs> reading the book that I'll never... I, I think I'll have to never operate a vehicle there again that I'll just get pulled over immediately. Probably. Even they'll yell at you. But I mean, you're not saying anything that's not in like the public domain. No, no. About you, them getting money. No, yeah. it was on Entertainment Tonight, but I think sometimes <laughs> people think sometimes people are like, "Oh, you make a, oh you you make a fun of me," you know what I mean? I think there's yeah, a little yeah, bit. Like, yeah. Would you see? Would you see my cousin? Is that live <laughs> in a small town? Oh, okay. Well, you think you're better than me. Okay, Hollywood. You know, you don't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love this town. This town was so nice to me. It's not, but you just hope people aren't like, "What? What?" Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Bad. I think you should say that. I think if someone's like, "You think you're better than me?" You're like, "Yeah, I do actually." <laughs> Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. I do. Have you seen Insatiable? And then you, you just drive up. And then you drive yeah, off. Yeah, excuse you know? me. Yeah. I'm Regina St. Clair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, you know, we're going to be answering people's relationship questions, you know, so we like to kind of let our listener know where you're at, you know? And yeah. one of the things I also want to ask you, you know, famously, JJ and Willie, your parents. Yes. Married on a dare, a lark. Yeah. A true they magical. Were not, they were not... Dating, they were co-workers trying to get extra vacation time. And if you went on a honeymoon, you got an extra two weeks. And the dare came about. They were like, my dad said to, Willie said to JJ, why don't, you know, why don't we get married? I'll take you to South America for four <laughs> weeks. Then we can come back and get it annulled. And then she agreed. But then she upped the ante and said, I'll do it. But I don't want to get it annulled. And then. This, wild. Were they carnies? Is that where they, <laughs> they were? were the they were carnies. They was in New York City, and then they 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 stayed married for fifty years, having never gone on one date before. And then <laughs> um, they moved to this tiny town to have kids. But now here's my question about it's it. Like, hold on, it's like that Mr. Show sketch where Bob and David are like they keep daring each other to yeah. to do stuff and then they get married and then they they grow old together <laughs> yeah it's exactly that it's exactly that it's like chick it's like a game of chicken but like it sounds like again you know i'm in the middle so you know don't no spoilers but it does sound like you grew up 
where they weren't like you didn't grow up with a lot of like parental affection, meaning seeing them have affection and stuff. No, like you, they weren't no. romantic. It was like uh, we we met we we agreed to this. We're gonna sink in, but like <laughs> we signed a yeah. contract. Kind of, like, that's what it just it. feels like. So no, like, it fully it when I learned that that I never could add up. How and again, when you're a little kid, you're like, oh, that's a couple. That's yeah. or whether your parents are married or divorced, you're like, at some point in time, they had some kind of a relationship. Even mm-hmm. if it was like a one night stand, they were attracted for a night or whatever. Mm-hmm. This I was like, what? It was like my mom was this dynamo. It was like me and my brother and my mom, and then there was like the dude in the den, and I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. And then when my brother, who was older than me, came home from college with a girlfriend, and she was like, Janet, how do you and Willie meet and then that's when we at I was like 14 years old and when I heard about the dare I was like oh okay <laughs> that makes like that adds it up you know right so, so no but, they were not so my roadmap was yeah re, was really I had very I had to really educate myself about I did not know how to have a relationship and I feel that I do now and I mm-hmm. worked really hard it is everything was me asking questions, looking at what I like, take this, that, I don't like that. And like, because I did not have a good roadmap. Mm-hmm. Did, were they affectionate at all? No. Oh, no. 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 Did you, I mean, did they even, did you ever watch them, did you see them smooch? No. Oh, God. No, no. not even a smooch? She would, no. She would like tickle his back. And he, because he <laughs> loved it. And he'd be like, back in like a sheepdog. And he'd be like, <laughs> You know, which was disgusting to see, but <laughs> yeah, no, no, she would tickle his back or his feet, his disgusting feet, <laughs> his cracked little short, wide, disgusting feet. Short, yeah. Imagine wide. a hobbit. Yeah, you know, like Hobbit. It was like Bilbo Baggins getting like a foot rub. It's not by like a adorable, like you know, cutie pie. Yeah, yeah. I picture like Julie Bowen tickling Bilbo Baggins' feet. <laughs> Bowen and Baggins. Bowen, Bowen and, and Baggins. Baggins. I love that spinoff. That's going to be on Peacock next fall. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Might as well. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why not? Wait. Why so not? wait. So uh, what is like your relationship history then? Like I, a lot of. I, uh, I dated some dickheads. I it was either. It was either. I I would really pick the worst man in the room and. You know, I definitely would date, and I and I talk about this in the book. There are no fixer uppers, so it was somebody that it was like somebody that was nice to me, that was mm-hmm. kind of a dickhead to my friends. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And then I was like, and then so like, but for, there was some almost a thrill that was like, but they like me, like you guys yeah. don't get it. And then eventually, of course, it turns on they don't like you either. But you're like, <laughs> but what about those first three months where you liked me? You know, like <laughs> that. I had that. I had like. A real terror of having somebody, I get, worry that if they got to know me at a party that I seem sort of fun and light, but that maybe, because my dad was real verbally nasty, so like, just worried that maybe like if you actually got to know me, you would be disappointed that like I was too fucked mm-hmm. up to love, and, um, and then so I really did some, like coming out to California was not my choice, I moved out for a job, but the beauty of it was all of a sudden I was 3,000 miles away. And I started to be like, wait a minute, maybe I'm not so bad. And I went to therapy and I did some like group stuff. And it's like, oh, maybe I'm not actually. L.A. helped you improve your self-esteem? <laughs> wow, well, Arden, after, wow. That's the after book. After it flushed.
flushed it after it flushed it in the toilet after it was like yeah everything we're casting you for like all your fun quirks just dull that down you know what i mean like, and, and then i and then i realized like well that's not gonna work so like yeah. like there was a moment in time where you know you get cast for being different and then i would try to like be like okay just gonna i'm gonna try to julie bow like what is julie bowen like that kind of <laughs> let me just let me just be like my voice less high and be more smooth and <laughs> like and then it was like well fine i'm i'm not that so i'm never gonna be that so it definitely was getting to first like myself more mm-hmm. and then and then so I would have like quick, you know, I would have if there was like sexpiration dates. So if I was like on a trip and I was like, oh, I could have a fun fling for like a week in New York or if somebody's in town, I could have like a fun like I'd made out with everybody. I'd never slept around that much because <laughs> I was so afraid of getting diseases. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like, but like, and then I met this nice guy who liked me, which was terrifying. I mean, it was like, it was actually the most unappealing thing in the world to find this nice guy that liked me, that was handsome and showing up. And it was like, oh, whoa, whoa. That's not a, like I didn't know what to do with that, and I just had mm-hmm. to keep showing up, and uh, I would try to only see him like twice a week. So I, you know, I, to give him. So you didn't get attached. So I wouldn't run away because I was more oh. like, it was more like, and just to try to give him the to not have him be every guy I ever dated in my brain, <laughs> and I also like didn't trauma bond with him, so I didn't tell him all about my bad dad or the guys I mm-hmm. dated. I, I didn't know what to talk about so I would go to like <laughs> movies and exhibits so I just talk about like I literally didn't know what to talk about if I wasn't bonding about like how terrible I thought I was and so like I slowly did it all differently and mm. like we've been together really like you know I'm happily married and you are? Oh I never talk about him. Yeah where do you keep him? Because you're out in these streets loving life. I'm out in these streets loving like he's quiet and shy and it's like Part of it is also protecting that of like mm-hmm. in the same way he's similar to Andy in that he also he likes to know where he's going when he's driving. He's <laughs> he's not chaos like he, <laughs> he would probably have redone his room the same. Like I understand that. <laughs> and so like I feel like as you know, Naomi, like if you're kind of like a razzly gal and like there's this sort of steady Eddie that was like Ooh, I don't razzly make gal him, and steady Eddie. I love it. I didn't want to make him a bit. I didn't want to make yeah. him a joke. I didn't want. Oh he well, wasn't I've done there. that. I've but done that. But you guys are so Andrew. cute together. But you guys are both <laughs> comedians, and it's so cute. It's like this guy's quiet. It's like so. I yeah. just, I just, he gives me. My friend says I'm the kite. He's, I'm the kite. He's the, he's string, the string, and like, yeah. and he like lets me do his my thing, and I, and he's never given me a hard time. And I'm like, I'm going to Atlanta for six months to shoot in mm-hmm. Stageable. It's never like what. It's like have fun, you know. So yeah, for that. <laughs> You know, I try to, like, be respectful and just leave him alone. That's so nice. And he's not in the biz. He's just, like, a regular guy. He's a writer, and he works for for G4. And, like, so he's in the biz enough to get it. But, like, but not so in the biz that he has headshots. Right. Right. Wait, what, what allowed you, like, what gave you the ability to finally date someone like that as opposed to the, uh, Monsters? Question mark. I don't know what word to use, but let's go with the I monsters mean, befo- for him. I I was able to say, and I do talk about this in the book. Like, I realized the common denominator was me. I realized mm-hmm. that, you know, and I I knew that given the choice, my body would probably pick the worst dude that was going to hit on my friends, or like, you know, I would be paying their rent, or I would be <laughs> like, all you know, things like that, and. 
it, it wasn't working for me. It was like a whole thing of that. And also what we were talking about earlier of like trying to like bland my, like every part mm-hmm. of my life was, I think the mid twenties for women is hard. I don't know. Like I think 23 to 27 personally, a lot of women mm-hmm. I know, I think it's hard because I think people, I think you're, you think in your life, like you're supposed to be having, it's your twenties. Like you're supposed mm-hmm. to be having the best time. You're supposed to be free. And I think there's a little bit of like, wait, who am I now? And what do I want? And like some of your old friends aren't growing at the same rate. And you're like, who am I hanging out with? Like, I think it mm-hmm. can be lonely. And um, so I didn't date for a year. I really was just not happy. And I mm-hmm, put mm-hmm. myself back together in sort of all areas. And I was willing to try dating some nicer guys. So at yes. first I was like, yes. you know, and then, <laughs> and then, and then this guy showed up and he looked like every guy that had screwed me over. I was very mistrust. I was like, where's uh. the secret headshot? Like, what's the deal? But he was nice, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I just wanted to cut and run. Like it was, he was yeah. available. Like I knew <laughs> what to do when I, I knew how to be a cheerleader for somebody else. Like, no, Brian, nobody believes in you like me. You will you will have that clothing company. <laughs> You're going to be a great comic. I know it. You know, like, but like when somebody... When there are no fixer uppers and you're not yeah. tr- you're not getting somebody to like you because of how much you can cheer them on, like just leaving somebody alone, <laughs> it was eye opening to see that maybe I was enough if I wasn't like paying somebody's rent or like cheering mm. somebody on or and by the way, it's not even like I was rich in paying somebody's rent. Like <laughs> I was just like, No, no, I'll put that on my card. Like, I got it. Don't worry about it. I know you're having a hard time and you can't get any more credit lines. I'll take on that debt. <laughs> It's not like I was like loaded. No, this is very Janet of you. This is very Janet because Willie was sitting around and Janet was out here working. That's exactly right. That's right. Willie never worked and JJ, like he had enough money to cover himself. And then my mom worked to pay for me, her and my brother. (laughs) That's like wild, especially early on when they like met and stuff because yeah, because wasn't that the whole reason, for instance, why women stayed with men back then? Because usually they were like, he provides and I whereas like I know she, I know? think she liked to work and mm-hmm. I think I think she thought he was rich because he had a housekeeper once a week. He had a studio oh, when she apartment. Met him. When she met him, he had a studio apartment, but he had a housekeeper come once a week and she grew up in such a house where like you scrub your own freaking toilet. So the right. fact that he had somebody come once a week and clean yeah. his studio apartment, she was like this I think she thought he was rich and like, (laughs) and so, and I think she thought he was fun. I think, I think it was sort of like the fun bad boy, like the mystery Mm -hmm. of, for whatever reason, we've all been there where like the apple of your, like those guys I was talking about where all your friends are like, wait, what? And you're like, (laughs) no, you just don't get it. You don't see him like I see it. Tristan's different alone. He's going to be a fashion impresario. <laughs> he's going to be he's going to be the next G- Giorgio Armani. You just get away. He's going to wear pantaloons. And I'm just going to see it for what it is. His streetwear. His streetwear. <laughs> he's making casual tuxedos. Casual he's making, tuxedos. He's making streetwear tuxedos. He's, you just don't get it. Yeah. 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 It's uh it's a hard thing to break the cycle. Yeah. It's a hard, I mean, did you guys date? Because you seem very happy. Like, did you date some stinkers before? 
Mm, oh, yep. I did. I had a lot <laughs> of stinkers. I mean, that's like why I know what you mean because Andy was definitely someone I dated because I was like, you know what? Let me do something different. I was in a point in my life but, where I was kind of learning my way isn't working. Yeah. Maybe I don't know what is good for me. So why don't I try this person? Right. And definitely, like, that's all I say. It's like, I would have never thought this would have been my, my life partner. Do you know what I mean? Like, when we got together, it was very much an experiment for me in terms yeah. of, like, letting someone in. Well, no. Okay, think me about too. Andy. Don't, also, Andy... He's so open now, but early on, honey, this man made your work for it. Meaning, I knew he was a nice guy, but yeah. he was very repressed, and so it was very internal. So I also had to kind of trust, like, you know, I remember, like, I would see him out at UCB stuff, and he would just be like, yeah. hey. Like, before we were dating, where I'm like, we would, like, G-chat a all the nod, time. A head nod and a hey. And a hey, I met like, my husband at I.O.M. He would oh, come did? see my shows. I was in, I performed with his roommate. Oh, well, he would come see it. Well, that's good because you established a power it. dynamic. You established that's a power right. dynamic that's wherein right. you were the star. Thank and that's you. crucial. Thank you. Did you guys meet in L.A. or New York? New, New York. York. New York. How many years um, ago? Uh, over 10. Yeah. Over 11 10. years ago. What, oh did you want to run? Did you want to run at for, like, did it? Was it scary to have a nice guy show up for you, Naomi? Were you like, ooh, this is scary? Oh, yeah, I was doing a lot of pushing away, right? We always mm -hmm. say, how did we get through our first year? The drama. That's the thing to me. The it's drama. the first year. It's yeah. the first year of not cutting and running. And yeah. I, remember being, I remember being, when I hit the one-year mark, being so exhausted and being like, I did it. And then realizing <laughs> like that I hadn't ruined it. I hadn't run away. I hadn't acted out. I hadn't cut and run. Like this, I let this nice person show up for me. I didn't, I didn't sabotage it. And I yeah. certainly wanted to. Right. And, uh. But I was starting to like trust him more and more. I was kind of like, all right, maybe you're not going <laughs> to fuck me over. And then like, and then I remember at the year mark being so exhausted and then realizing I had to just continue behaving well. Like I remember like, <laughs> oh, fuck, this is so tiring. Wait, did this you think so you, were you faking it? Not faking it. Of course you're in the relationship. But, like, did you feel I, like you weren't being yourself? You were hiding quote unquote, like I the wild went, child. No, I felt, I felt like. The inner saboteur in me that mm -hmm. was very mistrustful, who'd been raised by Willie, who had told her horrible things about herself and wanted to just protect myself, mm -hmm. kept wanting to press the eject button. So mm -hmm. it wasn't that I was hiding the wild child, but I was like, I would want to cancel before each date. Hmm. But then when I would show up, I would have a nice time and I felt like he, very calmed around him. But mm -hmm. then in between, my head would work me into a frenzy and be like, I can't go out with him. His pants are pulled too high. His shoes are stupid. <laughs> like, whatever. It's like, by the way, he's a very handsome, well-dressed man. But whatever. Right. It was like, I, I pictured like a five-year-old with an eye patch and a sword. Like, I don't like his hands. He's a man. He's got brown hair. I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, it's like, because he was like. Not going anywhere. And he, right. I, I'd never been not fucked over. And he was like, mm -hmm. I like you. It was terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Is that really? So I, I, I don't think we've ever. I know that like how you behaved in the first like year or so. But was that the. Because there was a lot of like pushing away. Was that the same oh, yeah. kind of like. Uh, it was origin? it was me. It was me testing you. Definitely. <laughs> I remember I remember my therapist. I remember him at the time being like, don't test him. Specifically about yeah. Andy, like, don't do that thing where you push him away to see how far you can push him. Yeah. And he'll still come back. And I remember really early on, you know, kind of what you said about, like, a steady Eddie, which I love, yeah. of course. I remember one time you and I were, like, we were, like, walking in Brooklyn. And it was some fight. I forget what it was, but I got mad, right? And I, like, turned and walked away. 
and you stood where you were. And you were like, and it was one of those where I was like, oh, he's not going to play this game. Andrew was did not going to follow me yes. down the did, street. He was not going to run that? after me. Did you love that? Well, it takes the wind out of your sails, right? Because I'm like, yeah. I want to see if he's going to run after me. And then he won't. So then I got to yeah. like fucking turn around and come back, but still show I'm mad. But he was yeah. just, but he was literally like, I'm not going to follow you. So if you need to go, you need to go. Now, I remember thinking, considering how much you love me now and how mm-hmm. sensitive I know you are, mm-hmm. were you really like, fuck it, I'm not following her? Or were you trying to project a, I'm a tough man? Oh, definitely not the latter. <laughs> <laughs> It was, I think that it was just like, I, I'm not going to play. I, I, I'm trying to really think back. That's why I'm like, kind of like stuttering. Yeah. Like, Cause I picture it was Manhattan, by the way. It oh, was really? like, yes. yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, cause I know exactly where it was like in between two of the abs. It was like on a street in between two, like a 23rd action, a My, little UCB 23rd between seventh uh, and eighth. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Near Dallas BBQ. Thank you. <laughs> Dallas BBQ. Thank you. I will have that blue drink and that cornbread. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, God. That's where a lot it. of fun. Fights happen. You know what I mean? Oh, Dallas yeah, yeah. BBQ. <laughs> I've had BB. I've also been to the 72nd Street Dallas BBQ late yes, night. Yes, girl. I have. Yes. Been, you think I have not logged in my Dallas BBQ time? Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That blue light. The blue light in there. Everybody oh. looks great in that blue lighting. <laughs> <laughs> BBQ blue, baby. BBQ yeah, blue. BBQ blue. BBQ. Put that BBQ in my BB. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Actually, I think I was stymied. I'm like I, I just put myself back into the the. I love it. You travel space. back in time. You've already been to the 1600s. Is, yes. Now you're 10 years ago. I'm Kitty Pride in days of future past. I am projecting my brain back into my body. 10 okay. Years. Yes, honey. Uh, and I think I was just stymied by it, and I was like, I probably in my head, honestly, I was like debating like what to do, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I. I don't like I know I, I'm not going to follow her probably was like part, one of the things. <laughs> so what do I do? Do I just go? That seems weird. It probably it seemed weird to have an argument on the street. Like I'm like, this was high drama. Yeah. Like I've been in relationships. High drama. Very much. Yeah. I, I love that you're a drama queen, Naomi. I love that. Oh, God, it's terrible. I, I had can't believe been in plenty of like dramatic relationships before. Mm-hmm. Like my first couple had like very like BBC Period drama. <laughs> well, BBQ. that's kind of calm. B- yeah, BBQ BB- drama? What about the BBQ <laughs> drama? <laughs> exactly. You're used to BBC. I'm bringing you BBQ. <laughs> you now, were ready. Oh, did you calm down? Did you? Did your drama, did you chill when he realized he was having none of it? I realized it definitely did force me to break that cycle of playing those games because I knew those games were not going to work. It wasn't. I had a therapist say to me, you cannot break up with him because you don't like his pants and also (laughs) but it was also like this is not every man you've ever dated this was somebody's little boy once who was scared of the dark this guy's not out to get you give Mm -hmm. him the dignity of his own experience he's like Mm. would skin his knee and his mom would have to like kiss his boo-boo like this is not (laughs) a monster this is like this he was just at some point in time he's just he was some little boy this is not like the devil trying to get you (laughs) and i had to so we also like a 10 p.m rule where it was like, okay, nothing gets less crazy after 10 p.m. So if you feel like you need to have this big chat, 
Made, like just zip no relationship chats after 10 p.m like okay. nothing is less crazy if it can't wait till morning then go take a fuck have a cbd candy take a hot bath <laughs> and go to bed go watch some netflix because because that's when things start to get like irrational and like the almost like the addiction of the conversation and needing to win like mm. no you don't get me like just call somebody else go mm-hmm. call mm-hmm. go for a walk and call somebody else right 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 <laughs> Right, that's very smart though. Because yeah. 10 p.m. seems early to me. And oh. so, but I think you're right. I think you're right. Oh, I mean, I mean well, by the way, I'm up to like 2:30. I'm a night owl. So like, <laughs> yeah. but if this if the chat starts at 10, right, it's not gonna no, end right. at 10:15. Well, right, <laughs> exactly. It's gonna go till 2 fucking 30. It's what gonna go till 2:30. What? what was it for you? There was because I can like imagine the like moment where like you were like I'm calming down. I'm going to calm down. I'm not like I'm not bringing this drama in anymore. I don't know. I just did. Knew you just it not trust him? Were you not trusting him? Is that were you? Te- was that why you were like, are you gonna fuck me oh, over? Oh, absolutely. Especially I think because too he was. Well, it's interesting. Andy said I love you first, so in some ways he was open. I remember like you gave me a key to your apartment early. Like he did make Aww. the moves right where I was Andy. like, oh, he likes me. But outside of those moments, he's a person where you like. Every feeling and every thought I have, you gonna know. Andrew will like tell you later, like yeah. that really upset me a week me too. ago, right? And me like too. that would me actually too. spin me out because then I would be like, "Oh my god, you've been mad at me for a whole week and I didn't know," you know. Right. And so, and that's obviously not what it was, but because he was just a little more interior and he kind of needs to do his own processing. Yeah, I was afraid. I was like, he secretly doesn't like me or he has a problem with me, but he's like too scared to get out of it. You know, that's what I was worried about. That I just assumed I was like, oh, he can't hang with this. He can't hang with this. I was like, this little petite Jewish boy from Pennsylvania, he can't hang with all this. I've got a tall tall Jewish boy from Long Island. (laughs) Oh, my God. OG, Long Island energy. So you, so you guys, so you calm down, Naomi, when you realized he was trusted, that was at about the year mark. You, you calm down and you're like, okay, this guy's not going to screw me over. Yeah, I think so. I I think the big, I remember when you, but like new things would trigger, right? Like I remember when you got into therapy for the first time, which would have been what, two, three years into our relationship? Yeah. And I remember thinking, now he's going to break up with me because his therapist is going to be like, this bitch cray, you got to get out. Therapy gets, (gasps) it's scary. You're like, what are you talking about? How'd it go today? How'd it go today? (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. I know. I was very like, oh, my God, this is it. And then, of course, Andy, later, I realized he's like, I mostly talk about death. He's like, it wasn't even like I wasn't even the topic. Whereas in my own therapy sessions, he was so much of the topic. Fear of death, my ego. Why am I not a world historical character like Einstein? Can I deal with that? (laughs) You yes. know, my ego says that I should be someone that ha- that changes history. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. Einstein. That's hard. That's a lot <laughs> of pressure. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. It is. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. I I will say, yeah, life is an interesting journey right now. <laughs> it is definitely a, 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 like adjusting, adjusting expectations. I certainly thought I would be on a book tour Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're like yeah and yet i will say the magic of the pandemic i've really enjoyed getting to zoom and chat with like like a lot of people that i always really know and like but i feel like i'm like strengthening like it's like a almost like a this is your life of of 
like <laughs> fun people I know around Los Angeles. It's been a yeah. real joy to like chat and get to know people and like it's been very cool. Like yeah. The, yeah. it's an interesting time. Yeah. yeah. Um why don't we actually take a break and when we come back, we'll answer some listener advice questions. I love this. All right, we'll be right back after this. Hey y'all, wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And we're back with Arden Marine getting into it. We'll be handling your scandal. I think you know all the pertinent information about Arden. And so now you know where she's coming yeah. from yeah. when we give you that hot, hot feedback. Love it. Actually, I have a question. Is it when you have to like uh, do the same, uh, tell the same anecdotes over and over again, yeah. right? You've written this book. You're like, oh, finally, I purged this stuff for me. And then you have to go. <laughs> yeah. And actually, and say this stuff over. Is it kind of like I would assume for like standups that it's it's kind of just like doing your act in some way. I mean, I'll tell you what. I actually been enjoying it a little bit in that I I like whenever I've pitched a TV show or something, I panic pitching, and mm. so getting to do it a couple times because it's each chat is different. But like now, I know what the entry point is. Like like. 
like it is unusual to have your parents marry on a dare. It is, yeah. you know, like like and that in the past when people would be like, "Tell me about your book," I would panic and be like, "It's a book." It's you know, like so like the upshot of having done it a couple of times is I feel like I at least know how to like get into the conversation and then different things spark with different people and so mm-hmm. it's, usually, right. it's, a, it's never the same topic but like it's actually good practice for me to see that I can kind of explain like the jumping off point because I I know I can write things but then can I actually like in a short synopsis tell you what it is and mm-hmm. why you should buy it because right. I I have panicked over the years in a yeah. many a conference room yep <laughs> I feel you I feel I you panicked. like panic like leave my body Elvis has left the building when people are like so you got a show for us like ah, it's, ah. <laughs> Oh, no. Six friends. Uh, they live across from each other in a hall. Uh, New York. Ah, you love Joey Tribbiani? You're going to love this. Like, that has nothing to do with your show. I don't know. I don't know. It, the, just pure panic. Yeah. Uh, okay. We get uh, DMs on Instagram. We get uh, DMs on Twitter. We get Gmails. And, of course, voicemails. Our Very favorite. favorite. Very so, favorite. I thought we would start with a voicemail. Take it away. Apple Music. <laughs> Hi, Andy and Naomi. Um, my name is T. I'm a longtime fan of the show. First time caller. Uh, I'm calling because a few days ago, I have a partner who been dating for about eight months, and I very much care about them, obviously. And um, we have, yeah, we've been dating for eight months. And recently, I felt the need to uh, tell them how I felt about them, which involved dropping the L word, which I really hate using, but I guess in this case it's um, necessary. And I know that like eight months seems a little bit early and I guess my better judgment, I went ahead and told them how I felt and uh, they responded with, aw, thanks. And um, I just want to know how you can recover from that because while I don't care about this person, um, after talking with them, uh, you know, everything's fine, obviously. Uh, you know, I just feel dumb. I don't regret doing it, but I do feel stupid. Um, yeah, just let me know how the fuck I can recover from that. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, by the way, I would also like to point out that in the Google uh, transcription of yeah. that, instead of, oh, thanks, it said, oh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> That, was the po- that actually was the right response of what he should have said. <laughs> I actually, my husband said it to me first, and I wasn't ready yet. And I actually said, thank you. That makes me feel so good. I said that. Wow. So, because I didn't know how to respond yet, and I was, I was a little more squirrely. I really liked mm-hmm. him. I knew I wasn't going anywhere. But I was a little more like, I guess, a typical dude of like, don't run me in. You know, like, so <laughs> like it was it was panic inducing. But also like I liked hearing it, but I wasn't ready to say it yet. And we're happy. So but, but I did it cause problems immediately like in the like in the immediate, you know, when you no, were like, thanks. I, I don't know what his insides felt like. Yeah. I'm sure mm. it wasn't his dream but like, I, however he dealt with it, he dealt with it on his own. I think okay. as long as you don't deal with it person to person, like, uh-huh. I would do a little fake it to make it, keep showing up confident, don't keep bringing it up, and like, yeah. 
do some walks around the block, jog that golden retriever <laughs> around the block, so, self-soothe a little, like, okay, okay, like, be your own as if you're, like, in a boxing ring, you're massaging your shoulders in the corner of the ring in between rounds, like, it's okay, he didn't, he didn't go anywhere, he didn't break up, he's, like, it's, he's just not ready yet, that's yeah. what I, and it's okay to feel vulnerable, I would, too. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, because I don't understand, I hate the... Not st- stigma is the wrong word, but I don't know. Maybe it is stigma, like the pressure around the L word and just love. Because I'm the kind of person, like, maybe I'm a little hyperbolic in my language, honey. I am giving you poetry. I am giving you performance. <laughs> but. <laughs> yes, you're but giving like, it all. And I'm here all. for all of, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> but, like, I'm like, oh, why God. can't you say you love someone? Like, why does that have to be? Because I remember having a boyfriend in college where I said I love you. And for him, it he was like he didn't feel ready for that like where it was like we lost our virginities to each other like we were in but it was like that word was not um the word he wanted to use and i remember it i mean i was not cool about it i fucking kept bringing it up but it was like drama where i just kind of felt like how can you not like am i not good enough or something and i remember at one point i think he like for him that word was to be reserved for his wife like oh. that's what he thought. Right. Like that word was a was big he evangelical. Word. No, right. he already that's put his so dick cray. in me. Well, that doesn't stop them. Well, I know <laughs> for his wife. But I was like, I was like, and I remember, I'm like, what? And it's like, I, some people have that kind of stigma. Because to me, when T says eight months is a little early, I'm like, no, it's not. That's what I thought. I'm, I'm very. Like, I, I'm agree. I'm affectionate, and I did not come yeah. from people that verbally say much. But like, I think I I'm much more like like what's the big deal like. Uh, yeah. Okay. When you when T is like, how can I recover? To me, recovery <laughs> is an inside job because you didn't do anything wrong. Because it really means like part of recovering, so to speak, is saying like there was nothing shameful about what I did. It's not stupid to right. love someone or to express that love. Right. And yeah. also the word may mean different things for different people, which is so annoying. And that's why language is a pain in the ass. I think T is seeing it like they were like Kelsey Grammer falling off the stage. Oh, I could watch that all day, every day. (laughs) I could watch that into the orchestra. Oh my God. That was, I could watch that again and again. I could watch that, that, that poor guy. Poor guy. Uh, it's like, well, uh, so I have to recover. You have to like get back on stage and be like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you have to, rec- it's not that. You didn't fall off. You, yeah. Uh, Frazier didn't fall off the stage. <laughs> Frazier didn't fall off the stage. I would do a little fake it till you make it. If you act confident and just keep going, take it to your friends, take it to your whoever. If you have a therapist, just you could take your feelings, but like, if he didn't go anywhere, like, it's okay. You can well, self-soothe saying, a little. They're saying they said all thanks, and they were like, and they said they talked about it. Like, they had a conversation after, too. So I'm like, okay, well, then it sounds like y'all are on the other side in this, in terms yeah. of, like, it doesn't seem to have fractured the relationship. Yeah. You just feel a little embarrassed. Yeah, yes. that's okay. It's Embarrassment yeah. is such a hard I find embarrassment and disappointed. I don't know what to do with those feelings. I like mm-hmm. when I'm embarrassed and I I, I want to just hide. And when I'm disappointed, like there's certain emotions I don't quite know how to ride out. And so that's mm-hmm. when I literally, sometimes you just need to literally go for a wa- couple walks around the block and like call your best friends and just go like, ah, 
and then it's just eventually your brain will stop doing backflips. It's literally just a matter of time of just riding out the icky feeling. It will mm-hmm. pass. It's just, it's okay. Take a bath. It's okay to hide under your blankets and just know that, like, the damage is not that great. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Scream yeah. into a pillow. Scream yeah. into a pillow, you said? Scream into a pillow. <laughs> Punch a pillow. There it is. Yes. <laughs> All right. Why don't we do one more? This goes to us anonymous Ooh. from Instagram, mm, uh, okay. and they wrote just in uh, in the middle of August. I love it, anonymous. I feel like when it's anonymous, it's juicy. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. I was like, ooh, why can't you reveal yourself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before some people are, uh, even if it's not like a, even if it's not like, a, you know, uh, I have a bunch of light bulbs stuck in my butt. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. think emotionally they might have some light bulbs stuck in their butt. Wow. Do you okay. think the Richard Gere hamster thing was real? Side note. No. You I don't? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Naomi, I'm putting do it you? to rest here. Do you don't? I, well, see the thing. I heard this. I heard that rumor, right? But I don't know who was telling us that rumor. If it was a lover he once took, then maybe. But if it's just like huh. some random person who started a Richard Gere rumor, then no. It's an urban myth. So I don't know who started it. It's right. a legend. Okay, no, I don't 4chan. Think so. I would say the the predecessor to 4chan. Whoever the predecessor to 4chan Could, created the Richard Gear gerbil. Yeah, one chan. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> back in uh, the IRL times. Uh, before I ask my question, here's a little bit of my background. My Love family it. is Colombian, and I'm a first generation American girl from Patterson, New Jersey. Okay, Patterson. Born hey, girl. and raised. <laughs> I'm 33 and currently live in the Bay Area, California, for the past nine years. Okay. Okay, so let's go. I had a baby a couple weeks before quarantine started in March. It's been really difficult for me since my family lives on the other side of the country and my husband's family lives too far away from us, about Uh. four hours with traffic. Yeah. My emotions have been in a roller coaster ride with everything going on, but okay, here's the here's Uh the bit. But finding out that my husband is voting for Trump okay, well. may have put me over the edge. Okay, no. Oh, so, no. again, this is like, oh, this is no. back in August. Maybe something's changed. So this is a month ago. Okay. This is a month. This, so I, I, no. I add that, like, the, the, this, uh, the fucker's uh, behavior has gotten even worse. I don't, maybe that's a breaking point for some people, but I don't know. No. I, anyway, continue. I am, you keep going because yes. this is All crazy right. to me. Uh, we have a six-month-old daughter. I don't know about you, but I'd like her to have rights for uh, for her own body and uh, self in the future. And yeah. even though I do not like the Democratic choice, I have no choice knowing this bit of info about my partner has turned me off. Honey, yeah. it's turned yeah. me off, too. Yes. I got turned off immediately. It immediately. Like, turned into yes. a d- desert downtown in my, in my <laughs> underpants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just a, a set, acetate all over the genitals. <laughs> acetate. Sorry, I was I going back to my AP Chem uh, roots. Yes. Acetate sucks all the water out of everything. Oh, okay. Thank you, okay. Thank you I did so not much. That. It takes a whap to a dap. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to need you to fucking finish this. All right. Back to the question. Because I'm, I'm like, ugh. We just started having sex again, but after knowing this, I've been avoiding it. Yeah. yeah. Good. Nadoy. <laughs> <laughs> he knows I'm depressed with my uncle dying of COVID back in New Jersey, and oh, I couldn't no. go to his 25-minute funeral. This is back in May when it was hitting my hometown hard. Oh. And Black Lives Matter has me spiraling as well since I grew up in a diverse community. Uh, and... Uh, 
the here uh, where I live is a, a very white community, right. and I'm feeling homesick and alone. So my question is, how do I move past this? <laughs> Uh, I do have to point out that my husband is a great provider for me and my child, and he truly is a sensitive, caring man. So you can see uh, Arden is giving it a big thumbs down in the window. Uh, so you can see from my end how surprised I was to find out all of a sudden uh, his change views, because I do have to point out that he hate, hated Trump back in January. So what the hell happened? Uh, what does he know that I don't know? Brainworms? I can only assume that... He done uh, been on some fucking QAnons. Okay, how you move past it? You don't move past it because this is what I'm going to call. This is why I'm going to tell you why. Cause that's this level of, Oh God, craven insanity. Ooh, love it. Is that maybe it? This is not the person you signed up for. It's like different. If you knew this about him and this was something you knew going into this relationship. If you're saying this is now a switch. No, 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 no. You got to fucking handle this shit and nip it in. But when you say, what should I do? What does he know that I don't know? Ask him those yes. questions. Girl, the only switch you need is from Nintendo. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry that. Oh, yeah. Bring yeah. kindness in. Bring kindness I'm into this. I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for you that, it, that, that the game got switched. That you yeah. thought you were with this person who had the same views as you and um and that they really thought you know like this is new information that mm -hmm. and like it sucks when you get sideswiped it sounds like it was out of the blue you're super vulnerable you just had this baby and I'm sorry that you have to deal with this because it didn't sound like this isn't what you signed up for so I just want to yes. start out with I'm sorry that you didn't pick this and right. that the, the, it's like musical chairs and the music changed and the dance changed. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, but past that, like, I would get clarity. Look, I'm not trying to break up a house. This is a bit, mm -hmm. you know, it's like mm -hmm. a family. Like, so I'm not lightly telling anybody. It's none of my business. But um, maybe, I, I do believe the pandemic is really hard. Like, I think people are a little yeah. extra, extra. And maybe, yeah. like, are feeling things. There's, like... People are like a little, I know people I in my sphere that are normally very stable are like getting a little cray. Like mm -hmm. it affects everybody differently. And I think people feel like powerless and afraid and the world is on fire. And the, like, it's literally a fucking hellscape out there right now. It's a garbage, it's a garbage fire. So I would get clarity of like, was this a passing glitch of this person who's terrified of like these outside events? And oh. has he seen the light? And if it hasn't, that's information that you may not be able to deal with, you know, and that's up to you. That's your call. But like for me, that that would be uh, that would be devastating. I don't think I could huh. deal with that. Yeah, yeah. I it's couldn't like, deal that's, with that. To me, that's something. Oh, <sighs> look, there is something particular. We don't like to talk about politics on the show. Because we try to give people a respite, but there's something very like identifying with. Uh, uh, Captain Shitbag is uh, something. There's something particularly beyond. I can understand not being inspired by the Democratic choices, right? Yeah, all right. Sure. There, the uh, Shitbag didn't come out of nowhere, right? Right. And I would say, like the last forty years of kind of like betrayals of a lot of people by the Dems, government, well, government the, in general. Right. But sure. But I mean, like the Republicans are always going to. Right, least, right. Right. But people, right. But right. But I'm saying like, I think that sets people up to like, be like, well, no choice is good. 
And right. uh, and so uh, if no choice is good, I'm going to go with the like the guy who was on TV. <laughs> right. right. I'm going right. to go with the dude who was on NBC for 10 years, Joey Tribbiani. Like, I'm going to. Right. <laughs> Uh, love Joey Tribbiani. Like, <laughs> you love Joey Tribbiani. Everybody loves Joey. You tell me you don't love Matt LeBlanc. Joey Tribbiani is <laughs> the best. <laughs> two seasons, two extra seasons for Joey. He Joey got two extra. He wore, he wore the pregnancy pants when he hit the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> he's there. He's, he's there with uh, Phoebe helping her along. He was he's with he's, Phoebe. He's Joey Tribbiani. He, he's got his <laughs> acting career going. It's, I mean, we love him. I. I <laughs> He's hanging out. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so so I'm just trying to say, like, there is, like, I can understand why someone might be, like, might start to, like, be attracted to that. But, like, it's so morally repugnant. There is something, making the choice to be, to be with shitbag is yeah. so morally repugnant that I don't know how, and especially, like, when someone changes their mind, Already, like you have children with them. I don't. I under. I. It feels like such a base betrayal to me. Right. I'm sorry. I. I mean. I think. I think it's about. But I would say this: is what you do, right? And I don't know if you've done it. And this is the thing: you just had a fucking baby. We in a goddamn pandemic. The Bay Area been on fire, and you couldn't even leave the house for a couple of weeks. Thank yeah. you. So, girl, you yeah, struggling. It's like black hole sun. You look outside, exactly. and, you know, and you see fucking blood red ash exactly. falling. Like it's not. Things are tough. Right. It's, you're it's legit. Tough. You're legit having a hard year for real. So, so like the. But the thing is, I think you need to do before November third is have a conversation yes. yeah. with him in a moment where you are fortified. It's for, you know, is the baby down for a nap? As Arden said a bunch of times, walk around the block, get your head right, and have a conversation where you, I think the best way to do it, ask him questions. Yeah. You know, when you're saying he wasn't into him, because I especially given everything that's gone now, gone on with covid um I, i'm just very surprised too that someone would get on his team now so it would be a question too of like hey can you explain to me what happened and can you explain to me what it is that made you feel this way and also i would also say too you can also talk about it as you said you're like i just had a daughter and i want her to have rights that's a conversation you have yeah. with your child's yeah. father have and i think you can definitely put it in those terms you know it's not again Obviously, we don't seen it. Don't work to call him a fucking idiot or call him yeah, so yeah, yeah. repugnant, yeah. whatever. Ask him these questions and that. try to get these answers. And then just like literally for everything, go, okay, now ask him next. Okay, now why? Now where did you read? What did you see? You know yeah. what I mean? And it, you know, and it, it might, might be strength- one. It could strengthen you guys. You just got to have the conversation. You got to ask. <sighs> yes. And it's, it, you got to do it when you like kind of have it in you. And I. I agree with you. You gotta be. You have to have had a nap beforehand or something. <laughs> yeah. I would also say when I hear, look, the reality is, Bay Area, she pricey. Like I understand, life <laughs> is expensive. Life is expensive everywhere. Like yeah. it is no joke just to pay your freaking rent, pay your electric bill. Like I'm not trying to belittle, but, but when you've been with somebody for a little while, like you would have rights. You don't like I like you might have more options financially like if if you do choose like you know there would be it's if it's something that really crosses your soul mm-hmm. like there are ways you know like just you wouldn't be out on the street I don't think I'm not trying to like meddle in your business but like right. Well, but she also call. Sh- I saw this on Big Little Lies. <laughs> call every good divorce lawyer in yes. the world. <laughs> that you, way, 
Yeah, and that was his marriage story, the, too. You have to call right. first. You have to call first. You call first, and then he you can't consult. You call first, <laughs> so then he can't get, because you got to call the good one. Yes, thank well, you, David E. Kelly. Wait. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, Noah Baumbach. <laughs> well, because also, also she's saying here she's Colombian, grew up oh, in Jersey. Right. She doesn't say whether or not, she doesn't say what his race is or his background. Right. You know, and that also kind of matters to me. Because that's right. also going to be part of kind of, I think, for people, the urgency or the ability to emotionally connect with some of this stuff. Right. You know, if you feel like yeah. you are in a community that is or is not affected by this man's choices. Because right. you already don't have a uterus, so you don't give a fuck. Right. And then the question is, because, you know, I keep saying to folks, it's like, babe, I'm not trying to be in a race wars. OK, I'm not trying to live an internment camp life. Right. This shit matters. Like, I will be affected. Yes. yes. OK. They're going to find my black ass, look up some YouTubes with me talking about white women, and yes. I'm going to be on the first damn bus. Yes. And it's like, yeah, that matters. And then there are other people for whom it's like, you know, some people are like, they're being dramatic. It's not going to be so bad. No. Nine times out of ten, that comes from someone who would not be immediately of affected. Of course. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah, it's easy, you know, it, uh, absolutely, absolutely, that, you know, I'm a big believer. I really think... I think as women, our body, no, we have good instincts, but we're taught not to listen. Like your mm -hmm. body, our bodies know what feels right and cool, who we want to be with, what feels like. And like, you know, if this is something like if this guy doesn't get it and it, your body literally is rejecting that and you're like, I can't do, like just trust you. You are the only person who can answer for yourself if you stay or you go. Get, educate yourself. There's no hurry. You don't need to do it today. Get the facts. And, like, you're the one that can answer it for you. But, like, just trust that, like, you're allowed to take care of yourself. And, again, you can sometimes change. I had a boyfriend who, who did not believe he was anti-choice. And, uh. I, and I find this out, of course, we're already in the relationship. Right. And that was a lot of fucking conversations. And I and like finally I was able it was so interesting. The simplest fucking thing. Oh yeah. And then here's the best part. I told you about his ass where he was like, because he was a white guy. And I remember him at one point, he's like, I was like, Oh, so you wanna have a baby with me? We've been dating four fucking months, you know, whatever. And he's like, he's like, I've thought about, you know, if you got pregnant, you know, and if you we had a baby, you know, the baby wouldn't look like me. And I thought about whether I would love it the same. Jesus and, I, and I decided that I would. And I was like, you <laughs> fucking bitch. And Did you I dump him right then? Did you dump him right then and there? Arden, I didn't have the self-esteem. Uh, trust me, I paid rent <laughs> on people that, I paid the rent on people that like were sleep cheating on me and I knew it. Oh God. But I said to him, but he ended up kind of, I go, so what you're saying is, that, I was like, I was like, if I get pregnant, I, you're telling me I would have to have that baby, but there's nothing that would force you to be a father. Yes. You can literally walk outside to get cigarettes and never come back. You think that's fair? Yeah. And he, literally, that's what got him. He was like, "You're right. Wow. If I, if I if I don't have to be a father, then you shouldn't have to be a mother. Wow. And that's what got him. That's what got him to fucking the simplest idea. Which I was like, this is literally kind of at the end of all my arguing. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. It was like, and I was like, that was it's like. That was the most obvious shit yeah. of all of it. But yeah. that's what it gets. And maybe also coming from the person where I was like, oh, we, you ain't touching me. You ain't touching yes. me. That's also what I said to him. You know, and I'm saying that because this, this person, Anonymous, is saying how, like, she hasn't wanted to have sex with him. It hasn't wanted to, he's like, and it's like, 
Yeah, you get to make that fucking choice. That's right. You know, and like when somebody is doing some shit that you don't sit right with. Yeah. You ain't got to do a damn thing. It's like literally the world is burning. Yeah. People are dying. They want to roll back Roe v. Wade. Yeah. You don't get to touch my vagina. That's just a rule. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's, I, you know, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. You're not. And when I you, would that's what I think one. we're saying. You're we're sorry and you're not crazy. Right. You're sorry yes. and, you, and you don't need to twist your brain to make this okay. It may just not be okay. Yeah. And you guys, you got to talk it out yeah. before you walk it out. I like that. I like yeah. that suggestion. I, I think, that, okay, there's, there's like, like Arden, you were saying in quarantine, so, so much of your energy is like, um, is, is kind of going to like maintaining you. And like making you like not like just like sit in despair the whole time. Yeah. But like I th- I find it eroding all this other kind of stuff. Like yeah. I just realized this in the last week. I'm like, uh, oh, I gotta really like stop. Uh, I gotta really s- dedicate some more energy to just like being, like, like I, Naomi and I were like kind of snippy last week with each <laughs> other, and yeah. I realized it's like, oh, because all my energy is going towards not making me feel. Uh, s- like I should just hide under the bed and cry all the time. Yeah. Right, right, right. And I'm like, okay, if that making like your immediate life shitty, then you got to dedicate some more energy. But because everyone is on that edge, I think they like they're more susceptible to like I'm in my head this her husband is like a QAnon freak, right? Yeah. And I think it depends on how far gone this guy is. If he's just like, well, I like tax breaks. I think you can maybe like <laughs> reason pull him, pull him back from the edge. If he's like, well, I'm fighting the fucking uh, pedo cannibals, then you're like, uh-oh. Uh. Right, and we don't know yet where he's at with that because definitely when you say he was he was not into Trump in January and then you fast forward to six months in the fucking house as your city burns, yeah, you might have done some internet searches. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, no, people, people are feeling wild and helpless and mm-hmm. pissed and caged and it – and not feeling I think a lot of people are not feeling happy. They're not feeling good about themselves and they're afraid and they're irritated and they want to just go be and and it's also not the flirtiest time and also having a new baby's not the flirtiest time and like yeah. it's like everybody is extra extra and like if you've got any little devils in your brain, they're super la- it's just your normal routine is at bay. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, you got to, f- first things first, do what you got to do so you feel okay day to day. You don't need to cut and run right the second, but you can assess the situation. And if you choose, you are allowed to leave. If that's some, if it's not good enough for you, there are, like, there are other people out there. You could be, like, like it's not a life sentence. It's some. It sucks when things change because it sounds like it's not what you signed up for. And I'm sorry that you have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Read with sister to us. We really, we, <laughs> we really love you, Anonymous. You have to keep us posted on this. We yes. want to know like where you're at and what you're feeling, certainly before November 3rd, honey. Mm-hmm. I need to know mm-hmm. yes. what went down in the households. Yeah. I need to know. Yeah. And you don't need to do it right this second. You can take your time, no. gather your info, and then you'll know. You'll know when you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Arden, thank oh you God. for taking this journey. Thank you so much for what talking a with journey. us and answering <laughs> <laughs> little Miss Little Compton. Little Miss Little Compton. It comes out. Uh, I don't know when. When will this drop? 
it is weeks. it is freshly out. It's freshly okay, you guys, little it's Mexico Compton. You can get it wherever books are sold. Go find it uh, online from a local indie bookseller. It's a really fun and funny read. It's There's a, a really fun heart. read. It's really funny. I'm telling you, as someone who's in the middle of it, it's fun. It feels good. I like getting out of my brain and hearing about somebody's crazy ass life. Yeah, <laughs> and I think, it's really fun. I think it's hopeful. I think it's like you can grow up with a quirky family and still end up with a happy life. Like you can have a sort of tough dad and still thrive <laughs> and uh you know i think i think people it's a fast read too it's not it's it's not a super thinky you, you can get it's through good. it through with I'm pandemic very into brain it. Thank you're you. giving me an augustine burroughs energy but like with more hope and less addiction <laughs> Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's a little running with scissors. Yes. It's, it's, a little like running a, with scissors. it's a little running with scissors. It's a little sedaris family yeah. house cat. Like, yeah. yeah. Funning with scissors. It's funny. It's funny with scissors. Craft scissors. Yes. That are just yeah. funny. <laughs> funny with craft scissors. That's a very sedaris thing, too. Uh, I was trying to look it up on my phone. I think uh, bookstore.org, I think it is. It's like an indie. It, it, it gives money to whatever the local indie bookstores are. When you Great. order books from them. Yeah. Oh, it's like an alternate. It. I think it's called bookstore.org. Yeah. Little Miss Little Compton so get it is from the jam there. and the jump off. Um, yes. uh, thanks again, Arden. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I I so enjoy both of you. And, like, what a wonderful way to spend my afternoon. I was really looking forward to this. And it did not me disappoint. Oh. Yay. Oh, yes. I too. am rooting you. for both of you. I am rooting <laughs> for both of you. I am rooting for both of you. I am rooting for both of you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.